Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this and welcome to today's Q&A episode of the podcast. So these are my little mini episodes where you can submit questions for me. You can either submit them through the type form that I will link down below or you can send them to me at Instagram. My Instagram is at emma.curavan and I will, you know, hopefully provide some value give you some answers. So today's question is a very, very good question all about fitness and socializing, which we love. So the question reads, how to deal with social events? How can I find a balance between meeting friends for food and the occasional drink and sticking to my calorie and macro goals? Do specific tips for places in Dublin that show calories such as Camille Thai that you mentioned before? So a very, very, very good question and something that I definitely think is worth talking about because it is very important to learn how to balance, you know, your social life and actually being a human who does things that isn't just the gym um, and also working towards your goals because you absolutely don't need to be a hermit to make progress. And this is something I'm very big on with clients when they come to me, you know, oftentimes when clients start, they're a bit nervous. I think the first time when they're going to be going out for a meal out and they sometimes wonder like, oh my God, is Emma going to be mad at me or how can I handle this? And I always say to them like, we need to be incorporating these things because if you can only get results with me by being literally isolated and only ever eating your own prep meals and stuff, they're not going to last long. Even if you get results, they are not going to last that long. And so I want us to develop the tools, the knowledge, the skills to handle these things while also staying on track, you know? And also, you know, I am yes, a fitness coach, but I also like to think of myself as like a health coach. And health is not just training and nutrition. Health is your mental health, your emotional health, your psychological well-being, your social connection. And so if you are always isolated and you cannot actually go out and enjoy meals out and enjoy yourself um, during your fitness journey, then that to me is unhealthy. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what body fat percentage you get to. It doesn't matter how strong you are. You are unhealthy. And so it's really important to know that you can do both of these things, you know? And like I said, if you want to be able to maintain those results long-term, you can't just get them by shutting yourself off. Like it is not going to work. So how do we do this and how are we going to learn? But also another, just a side note there to, to, to mention is, you can have too much balance, okay? And I'm not going to tell you in this episode that you can just go out every single week, multiple times a week, eat massive high calorie meals, you know, three course meals, have loads of alcohol, loads of drinks, and essentially eat like an arsehole and still make massive progress towards fat loss. Like it's it's not going to happen. And unfortunately, it does not work this way. And This is also why it's important to have periods along your fitness journey where your goal isn't fat loss, you know, where you're maintaining or even you're in a surplus and you can be more more flexible with your nutrition. Like I love my meals out when I'm in my gaining phases because you bet your ass I am probably going to get a main and dessert. I might even get a starter if I'm feeling a little bit spicy, you know, and sure, does my weight go up a little bit? Maybe. Do I care? No, because that's my goal at the time. If I'm in a deficit, I'm going to be a little bit more strategic and I'm going to do a lot of what I'm going to talk about here today. So I'm going to address this question through the lens of fat loss and like being in a deficit because I imagine that that's what is being asked here. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, let's get going. So step one is going to be plan ahead. Okay, plan, plan, plan ahead. If you can, look at the menu ahead of time. 
of where you're going and get a rough idea of what you're going to order. Then what you're going to do is pre-track estimates of the dishes and then work the rest of your day around that. So is it going to be completely accurate? No. Okay. And like all the tracking you do when you're at a meal out is not going to be completely accurate because you don't actually know exactly what they're using and exactly what weights they're using. But it's an estimate, it's a guesstimate, and that is better than not trying to account for them at all and just being like, well, I can't track it, so fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and it doesn't matter because I didn't track it, so the calories don't count. Newsflash, babes, they do count, (laughs) unfortunately. So estimate and just give it your best guess, okay? Even when we look at tracking in and of itself, it's actually not completely accurate. If you're tracking a lot of foods that are labeled and packaged, by law, those labels can be 20% off. The calories can be 20% off. So if you're eating something that says it's 100 calories on the label, it might be 80, it might be 120. And let's be realistic, it's probably going to be on the higher end because companies are going to want to make it look like there's less calories in their food so that you'll be more likely to buy them. So Just keep that in mind. Even when you have a day where you have tracked perfectly, you haven't tracked perfectly. So surrender to the fact that your tracking when you're at your meal out is not going to be perfect, but it's okay because it's still going to be better than if you didn't try at all to account for this within your day of food. So plan ahead. And when it comes to pre-tracking, I would always advise like overestimate rather than underestimate because that's going to give you some leeway. So don't just, and I know people do this, they'll put in the meal they want to have and they will find the lowest calorie version that comes up on my fitness pal. And I know it's, I know it's tempting to do this. I know it is, you know, it kind of makes us feel better about ourselves, maybe, but things in restaurants are usually higher in calories than you think, unfortunately, unfortunately. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you track on my fitness pal because you're eating it regardless. So you may as well just be honest-ish with your tracking attempts. So Say you want to get like a pad thai, right? Don't just type in pad thai and pick the lowest calorie one you find. Scan through the entries and find maybe one that's in the middle of the range. And what I would personally do is track it as 1.2 servings um, if it's a dish that you can kind of do that for. Um, Just because, again, we want to create a bit of a buffer like we want to overestimate rather than underestimate just to be safe you know just to be safe Um, and one thing that I would also do there in terms of like creating a bit of a buffer is tracking at least a tablespoon of olive oil on top of the dish or the food that you get um, to again act as a buffer Uh, because let's be real guys chefs are liberal as fuck with the olive oil they're liberal as fuck with everything Um, and you can kind of assume there is going to be a lot of oil on the meal that they are cooking for you on top of what might come up if you type in the entry on my fitness pal even if it's an independent restaurant because you might be thinking like okay but it's i don't know where i'm going or the place is just like a family-owned restaurant just pick something that sounds similar so what i would usually recommend doing is look up a similar chain restaurant and or a dish from a a similar dish from a restaurant that's a chain restaurant and just put that in you know because loads of those have their nutritional info on my fitness pal at the end of the day, like don't stress about what to put in, like don't overthink it, but just track something just so that you can plan the rest of your day around that. So you can tr- plan the rest of your protein, you know, and um, make sure you're getting in plenty of veggies, fruits and all that sort of stuff. So for example, say you're going out somewhere and it's like you're getting a burger and fries, just use like a five guys entry. Okay. It's, it's fine. Or if it's Asian, one thing I would definitely recommend doing is Wagamama's. They have their calories on the menu 
Um, another good place is actually Weatherspoons in the UK. So they have all their calories on the menu and they have loads of different dishes. So you'll probably find something that's just like a similar-ish dish. Just throw that in, okay? Like just, just attempt, you know? Another thing I usually attempt or uh, advise doing is tracking single ingredients if you can um, and this is going to kind of come on to what I talk about next which is like what to order and good choices to order but if you can get something that's made up of like three or four single ingredients and track those that's going to be more accurate and um, rather than like a mixed dish which is probably going to have hidden ingredients and hidden things that you don't know um, are in there which are going to be adding calories for example I used to work in a a big Thai takeaway chain. Um, I might have already mentioned the name of it, but for legal purposes, I won't say which one it is. And I remember watching the chef make the egg fried rice. And this man poured sugar, sugar, a lot of sugar on the egg fried rice. And I was just watching him thinking, oh, wow, that is that is not what I was expecting you to do. So just know that like the chefs, they don't care about your calorie goals. They don't care about that. They care about making the food taste as good as it possibly can so that you'll come back and that they'll make more money. So just remember <laughs> that like the calories are probably higher than you think. I'm pretty sure there was a study done a few years ago where they actually took the... Um, they took a lot of dishes from like big chain restaurants and they put them into bomb calorimeters and they compared them to what the restaurant said were in the calories uh, or said the calories were on the menu and they were most most often than not um more calories than what the restaurant was displaying them as so again i'm not saying this to like scare you it's not that but it's good to have this awareness because a lot of people will go out to eat a lot and they won't be making the progress that they think they're making. They're like, but I'm within my calories. Like I'm tracking my calories. And it's like, okay, you're tracking it. But what you're having is not accurate. Like you're actually having two to 300 calories more a day. And that's kind of taking you out of a deficit. And it's just annoying when that happens, you know? And that's why I usually say like, if you're if you're in a fat loss phase, yes, you should be going out and, you know, having meals out, you know, from time to time. But I also understand that if you do it all the time, you might be shooting yourself in the foot, you know, and maybe it's it's a better idea to just commit to the fat loss phase for a couple of weeks, see how you get on and then go back to reintroducing a bit more balance. That's just a side note. Anyway, making good choices. How do we do that? So what do we have? What do we actually order? So there's a few tips for making better choices that are going to help to keep calories a little bit lower. So like I said, usually going for your single ingredient um, containing dishes are going to be easier to track, less variability, less hidden ingredients. So again, it's going to be easier to guesstimate something like a steak and potatoes or even like French fries than it would be to estimate something kind of complex, say like a pizza with 10 toppings or a massive burger or like a lasagna or something like that that's not to say you can't have those dishes but just know that they're probably going to contain more calories than you think then when we're looking at dishes we want to go for things that are boiled steamed grilled or baked so cooking methods that don't really involve adding things to the food or you know frying deep frying that sort of stuff mashing you know those things those ways of cooking are obviously going to add a lot of calories because of the oil that they're being cooked in or the, the extra butter sauces and stuff and also remember you can ask the waiter to ask that the foods be cooked in as little oil or butter as possible and hopefully the chef listens and the thing is right say if you get the dish and you've asked that and you can see it's dripping in oil you are well within your fucking rights to send it back and ask for it again like if someone was a vegan and they asked for a vegan dish and the chef just put loads of butter on it, there would be uproar 
And it's the same here. Like you are the paying customer. So you are allowed to ask for modifications and don't be afraid to, okay? It might feel a bit uncomfortable at first, but most places will do it and they, they honestly don't care. Um, I also advise always ordering um, a side of veggies and just asking them for, to be like steamed with no oil or a side salad with no dressing or the dressing on the side. Again, they will accommodate, like they have the vegetables. They will just steam them for you. I would also advise making sure you're ordering something that's based around a protein source. So whether that's like a fillet steak or fish, um, even like a chicken breast, something. Um, and when you are eating, eat the protein source first, then eat the veggies and then kind of eat the rest of the meal just because those things are going to satiate you and fill you. And then you can kind of eat as much of the rest as you want, but potentially not finish at all. That's just a little strategy there. And then with dressing, sauces and all that sort of stuff, they can obviously have quite a lot of calories, especially if you're going for like your creamier sauces or like your mayo-based sauces. So ask for it on the side so that you can control what you put on. And then also if you're going for dressings, things like balsamic vinegars, vinaigrettes and stuff are going to be a little bit lower in calories as well. So that's kind of what to choose when you're out um, and kind of like making slightly better choices. So main thing is like pick around protein source, look at the ways that they are being cooked and make sure you are getting veggies on the side. Um, another thing is just like be prepared to compromise. You know, you don't need to sacrifice, but compromise. So you might not be able to go out and get a three course meal like sorry but that's just part of it like because that could be 1500 calories could could be like your day's worth of calories so you might have to just go out and get a main that's okay babes you're gonna save money so just remember that next one next step to kind of keep in mind is being present and eating mindfully so remember you're going out and socializing with your friends focus on the company focus on being around them lean into that and you know enjoy the conversations enjoy the memories that you're making it doesn't have to be about the food and try not to make it about the food you know um, use it as a chance to practice mindful eating and that's essentially the ability to like fully appreciate and be present with your food don't just scoff it down so quick that you don't even enjoy what you're having you know so put your knife and fork down in between bites and chew your fucking food well have a little bit of a rule with yourself that if you have food in your mouth and you're chewing on that food you don't have the fork in your hand like put it down on the table this is going to stop you shoving food in your mouth before you've even swallowed because I see this a lot people are still chewing they've just started chewing their first mouthful they've already got the next mouthful on their fork and it's just this constant hoovering okay these people are probably the people who get digestive issues as well so put your fork down in between bites and slow aim to be the last one to finish your meal have that little challenge of yourself nobody else needs to know but have a that, that's going to be a competition and you can win because no one else is going to know that you're in competition with them but it's just be like if i'm the last one to finish my food i win okay just that's a little prize for yourself remember you don't have to finish every morsel of food on the plate as well it's not going to be the last time you ever eat that food you know like especially say you're having some like chips you will eat chips again you don't need to finish all the chips stop check in with yourself ask yourself how full am i am i a five out of ten a six out of ten a seven out of ten and i would usually advise when you're around like a seven out of ten stop because you're going to be satisfied but not absolutely stuffed another tip i have here and this is something i actually started doing after prep so post-show when my hunger signals were obviously a bit wacky let's be realistic and i found it hard to stop eating if i was out and i was eating very hyper palatable foods is once I reached that point where I felt full, but I knew if I didn't do something to like signal the end of the meal, I would keep eating because the other person I was with wasn't finished. So I would keep picking at my food because I do that. Like that's something that I, I sometimes do struggle with is like I'm full, but the food's there. So I keep picking at it. 
is what I would do is I would put my napkin on the plate on top of the food, like cover the food. I put my knife and fork on it. And then I would say out loud to the person I was with, oh, I'm so full now. I'm definitely done. And that is just a very hard signal for my brain. You're finished. Okay. Because I'm not going to start picking the napkin up and eating the food from underneath it. Like, obviously not, that would be very weird. And it just means then that my brain shuts off because what would often happen to me is I would be finished and I think I'm full and this would all go out of my head. I'd be like, I'm full. Ooh, well, I'll just have another chip. Ugh, you didn't even want that chip. Like, you're, you're full. You're full, stop, I'm done now. I'll just have another chip. And it would just go on like that and I would be like, you're fucking, you're full, stop. So that just stops that in my brain. It's, it short circuits that and it means I am finished. So that's another tip and it's one that I kind of picked up after prep and I love it and it really helps me. Next thing is what are we doing around the meal? So we also want to think about like, what are you doing before you go out or like the, the rest of the day in general? So I mean, big picture thing is like, this is probably one meal out of like 20 to 25 that you eat a week. So try not to stress too much and do enjoy it. Like it's what you do the rest of the time that really matters. Now, again, I'm not saying take the piss and eat a three course meal every single week. And if like, think that you're going to make the same amount of progress, that's not going to happen. And this especially goes for any of my gals who are small, my little petite ladies, you need less calories to survive and you need less calories to lose weight. So you could blow your deficit in one meal out, unfortunately, but if you're on point the rest of the week you can afford to relax a little like if you eat at maintenance that day you're still in deficit on average across the week if your deficit is like only 100 calories that day you're still in deficit so just remember that but big 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 tip for the day is don't deprive yourself during the day when you know have a meal out so you know I know people can be tempted to skip their food skip their lunch to save calories but this is a one-way ticket to overeating okay you're just going to end up so so hungry be way more likely to overeat and the issue is hardly ever overeating the issue is usually massive restriction that leads to it so just be cautious like you want to still eat regularly throughout the day and make sure you're hitting your protein. So usually what I say is eat or eat at your normal meal times, opt to prioritize protein and veggies at those meals, maybe swap your kind of direct carb sources for like lower calorie carb sources if you wanted to, like maybe swapping rice for potatoes or maybe swapping, maybe swapping like potatoes for just like some strawberries or something that's going to fill you up just so that you're not going out starving. Try to still hit your protein or at least within 20 to 30 grams of your protein before you go out so that you're going to hit it for the rest of the day. And yeah, just don't, don't go out starving. Like it's the worst thing and I've done it so many times myself. I've seen people do it and you just end up gorging and it's so hard to stop. So you want to go out, yes, hungry for your food, but not starved. So you want to strike a balance. And again, you don't want to be saving loads of calories. Like, yes, save a few by shaving off calories from earlier meals, but don't excessively, like don't do a protein sparing modified fast the day before here or before you go out for your meal out, okay? Like still eat somewhat normally. Um, Just to touch on calorie banking, which is basically where you kind of save calories from previous days. I'm not huge on this um, just because I find sometimes it can lead to sort of binge restrict cycles. Now, some people can do it and they can do it really, really well. So if you wanted to, you could maybe save like 100 to 150 calories from some of your days before and then have that buffer on the day that you're going out, especially if you know it's going to be a bigger meal with more drinks. You can absolutely do that. Again, it's a, a weekly average deficit that we're aiming for, not a not just a daily deficit. So that is a strategy that you could use if you feel that you can kind of mentally handle it. Um, so let's move on to alcohol then. So if you're having 
like just normal drinks like as in just like not alcoholic just go for the zero sugar-free version like diet coke coke zero pepsi max if you're a real g and you have taste buds because let's be real pepsi max is the best and but if you are having alcohol and having a few drinks i do actually have a whole episode on this so it's a bit of an earlier one i believe i released it in march around saint patrick's day and it is called how to get loose and still make progress or something like that um and i go all about alcohol and how to fit it in and strategies for managing it so if you want more go and listen to that episode but the main thing is alcohol obviously contains calories it's fine to have a few drinks but account for them within your calories so something i'll suggest to clients is pre-track the amount of drinks you're going to have like decide ahead of time i'm going to have three drinks track them into your my fitness pal this sets that intention of this is what i'm going to do rather than saying to yourself oh i'll just have a few because that's very vague be intentional with your plans with yourself and then stay accountable to that by tracking in advance so again you can track everything on my fitness pal and i would just say go for your your lower calorie options so your clear spirit and zero calorie mixer things like a bacardi and diet coke or a vodka soda water lime or a gin and slim you know try to avoid like your cocktails your wines your beers because they have a lot more calories and they will rack up very quickly so that's kind of the alcohol piece stay well hydrated have a drink of water in between every drink um and that's kind of it i guess i think the main takeaway is like enjoy yourself again like if you are just someone who's trying to look and feel their best and like have good body composition you don't need to be like isolated you don't need to be like somebody who's prepping who can't go out and eat like you should do these things and you should learn how to incorporate that into your life um and you know say if you're even if you were like 100 to 200 calories over your deficit across a week won't be negated by that you know it won't be the issues i think arise when we overeat massively and then we like massively over restrict off the back of that that is going to negate your deficit over time and that's going to hinder your progress so we also want to remember don't press the fuck up button if you do go out and you do eat a, eat a little bit more than you plan to straight back to plan the next day don't try to overcompensate don't try to do anything silly straight back to plan because it can be a very dangerous pattern to fall into where you overeat and then you over restrict it's just not what we want so I hope that was helpful. I hope you got some good tips there. Um, again, just I know you asked in terms of places to do calories. So I think I mentioned Wagamama's, um, Nando's, Five Guys. And I think that's kind of most places in Ireland that do them. Again, I would just pick somewhere from the UK that has similar dishes. Like Panda Express is a good, or that that's obviously in the States, but for Chinese dishes, that's pretty good. Uh, Weatherspoons, like I said, for kind of a lot of different things. Um, you know, for getting like burritos chipotle all that sort of stuff and so similar places in the uk or the states that have calories on the menu and just use those entries but yeah i shall wrap that up there um and i hope you have an amazing rest of your day if you did enjoy this and you did get some uh value from it of course don't be afraid to share it rate review subscribe follow the podcast give me big love put it on your stories tag me my uh, instagram again is at emma.curvin and as always if you like me like my vibes you think i'm cool you think i'm funny you think i'm sweet i don't know funny entertaining educational you might want to work with me um and i have one-to-one coaching spaces so you can find those at the link below and again if you want to submit a question you can do that at the link below or you can uh message me on instagram okay have an amazing rest of your day i love you so much bye